Hello, I'm Kristen Perisonotto. And I'm Hannah Ferguson, and we're co-founders of Cheek Media Co. This is the Weekly Cheek Podcast. In Australia, it doesn't really matter what government we have in, people are unhappy. I try my best not to be angry every second of this fucking day. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think that I'm reaching for the stars by saying, like, I'd like to go to sleep at night without feeling like the weight of, my world, of the world on my shoulders. Before we start this episode, I would like to formally acknowledge the traditional owners of the land that we record um, this podcast on and work the Yagra and Turrbal people, and pay my respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome back to the Weekly Chick podcast. Welcome. So in this episode, we are going to be posing the question, who is happier, a conservative or a progressive? So essentially what has happened is that um, about a week ago, I read this guest essay, an opinion piece um, by the New York Times. Um, It wasn't by the New York Times, it was actually by Thomas Edsel. Um, but it's in the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Thomas, if you're out there, very <laughs> <Hello>. interesting piece. <laughs> um, <laughs> but essentially what the essay, the, the title is, Conservatives are happier than liberals. Discuss, obviously liberals meaning democratic progressives. aligned progressives yeah. in the American system. So, yeah, we would say an Australian progressive. So majority of this essay, it was not really an essay. I mean, it was an essay, but it wasn't an essay I like. It's just like a lot of different research paragraphs like plugged in with like a sentence or two around it. So I'm going to be like, eh, boring. Give me the juice, Thomas. <laughs> but So I, it wasn't really his opinion. It was. I mean, it was, but it was just like, you know, when it's just like sentence, paragraph by someone else, sentence, paragraph by someone else. Oh, okay. Like, so he's like really collated. Giving me what I want here. Yeah. Which is the squeeze. Yes. So, which is what we do on Cheek if you're not following us. That's why you're here <laughs> to hear me rip apart Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> who is like very a weekly columnist. So he's very successful and I'm ripping him. Anyway, I want to start with giving you a little bit of the research that I thought, oh, that suits my agenda. After we just <laughs> said that it's shit. <laughs> but there were some parts of that. It's one. not his research. He's just propping in a paragraph. Who do you think's happier? Conservatives. Yeah, I would say the same. Because they just. End of okay. pod. <laughs> Okay, so obviously this is a progressive podcast. So I always assume that I'm talking to progressives. Progressives. Um, You're not. Yeah, a couple of I'm, my yeah high little family members. <laughs> <laughs> hi, if you're listening, if you're a conservative. Um, so I'm going to try and be unbiased, but I, I'm biased. So if I'm going to be really fa- okay, so what a lot of the responses because Hannah put this up on Instagram, and a lot of the responses it was like um, conservatives or progressives who are happier, and then why. And a lot of the responses uh, were kind of along the lines of, like, ignorance is bliss. Um, Conservatives for, you know, the most part, uh, blah, 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 stereotypical, whatever. uh, Conservatives for the most part are not aware of a lot of um, serious issues in our society. And also they don't really want to make themselves aware of it. Like, ignorance truly is bliss. Like, they have made themselves ignorant in some ways. They don't want to go out looking for it. They don't want to think about it. Um, They just want to, like, have their blinkers on. And this is kind of, I relate it to this whole like very patriotic Australian culture where it's like, wow, we are so lucky to live here, Um, which is also, it's a very American, you know, this is the best country in the world kind of vibes. And it's like, well, it is if you're, you know, white and privileged, but honestly, you could thrive anywhere. That seems so interesting. I just realized that. Oh, my God. All those people who are like, this is the best place ever. It's like you could literally be fucking anywhere and it would be the best place ever. For you. Yeah. Wow, revolutionary. Um, so, however, 
The other thing is, and I don't have the research on hand, but did you know that the brains of people who are conservative and progressive are actually different? No, because I don't read neurological studies in my free time, but do go on, Queen. So this is, I don't know much about this, so definitely do your own research, but I think it is interesting. I don't, when someone told me about this, I was like, whatever, cop out. (laughs) That's an excuse. Um, But apparently the way that their minds work is different um, and it is based around the way that, you know, the liberal, I mean, the progressives, the bleeding hearts, um, you know, always looking out for the people who are less privileged, you know, all that horrible stuff that we're accused of. Um, snowflakes, sensitive, blah, blah, blah. And it, is, it does show apparently that there is research that shows that uh, the way a conservative's mind works is it's like me first. Yeah. And, um, you know, I guess you could you could argue, which I, I don't want to, but I will, um, that if that's the way your mind works, there is an element of like, well, what else would, can you do? Well, I think this like fits in quite well here. So one of the first like research paragraphs that is in this essay, right, is that so they used like nationally representative samples from the United States and nine other countries. And these researchers who are Napier and Jost note that they consistently found conservatives are happy, oh, sorry, right-wingers are happier than left-wingers. This ideological gap in happiness is not accounted for by demographic differences or by differences in cognitive style. We did find, however, that the rationalization of inequality, a core component of conservative ideology, helps to explain why conservatives are, on average, happier than progressives. So Mm -hmm. saying, like, how you rationalize how inequality works makes them happier. Oh, yeah, because they think that everyone gets what they deserve. Yes, Wow, that makes a lot of sense. And that that is like everyone knows a conservative, like a, a you know, liberal national voter. Yes. Or worse, Pauline Hanson, um, who's just, who look at, you know, people who are experiencing poverty and they're just like, well, they didn't even finish high school. But so much of this evidence is contradictory too. So like this other like viewpoint like this um sort of like schlenker chambers and lee's paper says conservatives score higher than liberals on personality and attitude measures that are traditionally associated with positive adjustment and mental health including personal agency positive outlook transcendent moral beliefs and generalized belief in fairness see i don't think that necessarily disagrees with the first i think that the way that they perceive and like comprehend that information is just the same because they i think that people who are conservative are generally in a category of life and lifestyle and demographic that is better because they're more privileged. Yeah. Right? So the way they, they equate fairness and equality is because it's suitable to them. Yeah. Right? That's what I think too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, I guess it makes sense that, I mean, mental health doesn't discriminate, obviously, but people who are in worse um, life situations are, most you can see why they would have poorer mental health in some areas or even like just having no access to help if you had two people with the same mental health diagnosis one was very wealthy and one was not then the wealthier one probably has a better chance you know as as an assumption like they have access to professional help what percentage of conservatives like are conservative because they can't empathize with another viewpoint because I've never had that experience like what's that barrier like we think about someone like Scott Morrison who's you just never like is there 
ability to rationalise inequality and rationalise what people get what they deserve, like, is that just saying they've never had an experience like that so that they can't equate it? Like, how do they actually comprehend and work through this information? And also, like, my other argument, which would consider progressives to be happier than conservatives, is, like, I think the level of joy and satisfaction and what we can feel is a different kind of happiness. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a bit more... I would argue it's a bit more complex. Like I'm not washing away ideas in my mind. Like I'm not just like rationalizing bad things to, I think I'm happier in a different way. Yeah. I think I feel it at a different level. Not say like my emotions are more complex and like intelligent, but like I think that the happiness I feel when like something goes right, like Mm. as in there's justice or there's, you know, a bill passes or something happens. I think that the like satisfaction and what I get from that Mm -hmm. is very different yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Well, I guess, um, well, I'm just thinking like when progressives see, oh, sorry, when conservatives see something like the Texas abortion law pass, mm-hmm. what do they, how feel. do they feel? I think they feel it on behalf of a religious view or on behalf of like the unborn, you know, the fucking cell that they think is going to live now, right? Yeah. But how are they actually quantifying that happiness? Like they are, they, are they just completely rationalizing like, it doesn't matter about the woman's feelings or what's happened to her. Like how? I don't even. Know I just wonder if that, like the way that the way that we would celebrate a progressive bill, yeah. is very is kind of like okay. Think about when we passed marriage equality legislation. Mm. Like there were fucking parties in the streets, literally, mm. and it was just like woohoo, like we did it. I don't think I have seen conservatives act like that. When, when regress, sorry, that's leading. When conservative legislation gets passed, I don't think we see a woohoo, yes, we did it. I think it's just like, well, that's how it should be. Whereas I wonder if because um, just by the nature of like progressives, it's like we're always pushing for, we're pushing further, further, further. So we're all, we feel like we're always fighting. Yeah. um, Because it's hard to, make things continue to go forward if that when something passes like that we see it as like um not not necessarily a personal win but like a win based on a movement that we've been involved in or like people we've seen or or follow and seen like oh that is this result is because those people worked really fucking hard and like that is worthy of a celebration yes and like okay this is really weird but my perception of when like a a like, and this is where I'm like, fuck, how do they perceive it, right? How do, how do conservatives perceive this? When I think of something like how we want to legislate and how what we want to pass and what we want to allow, I think of us creating more freedoms and creating more robust human rights and allowing people to live their lives. So I think like our the legislation that we want to pass and the rules that we want to make for the world we want to live in are very positive and like positive actions that allow people to do more things. So like marriage equality. We want to allow people of the same sex to get married, mm-hmm. right? In same sex relations to get, to mar- get married. But then I think of what conservative bills are like, and that's preventative. Yeah. Like I, I see it as, okay, you want to prevent women from getting an abortion. Mm-hmm. I don't see it as a, but they, but they must perceive it as we want to allow the fetus to be born. Yes. And we want to, but with same sex marriage, it's like, do they think we want to allow like, traditional marriage to, to be prevail. like sullied yeah yeah like it's really weird the way it's like i see it as preventative versus like i see it's, i see what they do as gatekeeping mm-hmm. and i see what we do as like 
like allowing people to experience more things. Whereas I think they must see it the opposite way. And I've never thought about that before, but it's like, yeah, it's pretty crazy. But then I guess, I guess they see us as like, oh, we're trying to prevent, like we're trying to stop coal mines. Yeah. Trying to stop this when it's actually, we're trying to improve coal, like climate action. Like Mm. so weird the way it's like a gatekeep versus an allowance. Yeah. And the way that like coin can be flipped. Yeah. And how that like impacts on their happiness. But it's like, it's just confusing to me that someone's happiness could be, we don't want to allow people to do things because that's going to make me unhappy. You know, it's going to not, it's not going to make them happy. Yes. But if, it, if, and often it is tied to religion, it's because they think that's what, how the world should be based on, you know, whatever how religion. it's always been. I just struggle with the fact that people don't understand that things have always been changing. Yeah. And that's, and that's the other thing is like what I said before, whereas where progressives are always pushing for change. Like it's not natural. Like people, no one likes change. Like we do, all humans have a disposition to want to keep things the same. Yeah. And because uh, traditionally governments are more conservative than their people, people um, that's even, you know, it's even more so. It's strengthened in government. And so every time, yeah, every time we want something, somebody has to like fight really hard for it. It's just so interesting. Like, I, I know I'm getting off topic again, but like I think about the existence of like the British royal family and I'm like, the fact that still exist is confusing to me <laughs> weird like because i'm sitting here like oh that won't exist in 50 years yeah like i just know it mm. and i'm so confident about but who's that. gonna have that fight uh when the queen dies i don't know i, I really don't know i think i will do you think that prince william is gonna be like no thanks well yeah i mean it's so fucked like i just i don't think it's been strong in a long time i think it's never and i don't think it holds power oh charles sorry charles charles sucks but he won't want to give up the no, but he'll be bad and then they'll be like, what's the point of this anymore? What is this institution? So how does it actually get with a referendum? Well, for us, we'd have to become a republic, right? And that yeah. would take a referendum. I don't, th- I don't know if that's going to happen because it's expensive and hard. And I, that's the thing. I think the only thing preventing this country from changing is like the value in terms of our economy mm-hmm. and what will happen if yeah. we leave um, and the cost involved. Yeah, I just don't know. Like I uh, honestly, like I wouldn't fight for that cause. If you are, if you had to vote in a referendum, what way would you vote? Oh, I would vote leave. Yeah, the, I would vote become a republic. Yeah, but I'm not gonna like take to the streets about it. No, like it's just not, and that might just be because it's not my issue. And I'm very like, I make sure that I'm like, this is my issue. That's not my issue. That's someone else's fight to have because otherwise, like, you know, I I don't want to sleep for like one minute a night because <laughs> I have all of these issues. No. But like, I just don't feel it's that. Not the hill. I don't think that young people feel that passionately about it for example. Yeah, I know, because they are just sort of sitting quietly. Yeah. Like, honestly, I'm like, what does she have to do with me, honestly? No, no, but that's but that's part of the problem, too. Like, I care about this slightly more than you, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I just don't, like, I love the royals, but I don't see the point. I don't care about them. I enjoy The Crown. The show, great, yep. The High documentary, quality. it's very good. <laughs> I was like, what have you seen that I haven't seen? No. The Crown, the documentary. So we did put up a poll, as we mentioned, on our Instagram at Cheek Media Current, if you're not following See, a lot of people said, which I thought was interesting and not necessarily true in the way that they would perceive it, a lot of people said things to the effect of, well, conservatives would be happier because things are going their way. Interesting perspective. They would be unhappy because they think things are going our way. Exactly. I think that we are inclined to believe that the other one is winning. Yeah. Well, otherwise, how do you – like, you have to because otherwise, like, if you take your foot off the pedal for one second – Ow, I just hit myself in the – (laughs) Um, everything will just go back well the thing is from our perspective we've got the morrison government in (laughs) 
And I thought that was the end. I was like trying to think of something, and I was like, I can't even. I can't even. And I think that, like, considering that, I think that's an automatic loss, right? Because that's the government in power that had the power to legislate to pass, mm-hmm. and like they are mm-hmm. the majority, yeah. right? Just. And but then I, I think like a conservative, right, who's living in rural Australia, regional areas, might think that the Nats would never have agreed to like net zero by 2050. Yeah. We think huge fuck off loss Yeah, that this whole shit with Barnaby has happened in the last couple of weeks and that the Nats have signed up to it on the premise of like a multi-million dollar deal, right? But regional Australians might still think, fuck you, Barnaby. I don't know. I'm not ringing regional Australians to ask. Well, Sky News is calling was calling Scott Morrison a lefty. What the fuck? Yeah, for his pamphlet, his net zero pamphlet. See, this is exactly what I mean. The other night I watched Sky News just to hear what they were saying. I put it on and I was like, oh my God, it's worse than I thought. Yeah, it's pretty It bad. is. It's cancerous. So it's Channel 7. Not as bad, but... I just think that, like, the other thing is, and I, I don't know if this is true, because I think, I don't know if this is true for other countries, maybe not the not America, because in the US um, their politicians are like these weird heroes, celebrity people. But in Australia, it doesn't really matter what government we have in, people are unhappy. Yes. Like, that is our default. Um, and I think that for conservatives, I'm sure there are places where um, the Morrison government is too progressive for them. Yes. Um, and Or there are probably people who sit right in the middle and they're kind of just like, you know, the swing voters. Um, I don't know. I just think it's like just because we have a conservative government doesn't necessarily mean the conservatives in this country are just like, woohoo, yay. Yeah. Because also, like, Scott Morrison has done some really like fucked stuff so even if you're not like even if you align with him politically like the stuff around you know leaving in the bushfires all that stuff that upset everybody so i I don't necessarily think that actually plays a part in this issue um but i just wanted to like come back to what you said a bit earlier in terms of like the way and the way that we're happy because i think that it really depends on the person because i know a lot of progressives who absolutely carry the world on their shoulders Mm -hmm. and they are stressed out all the time and every time something goes wrong which is like every day it's just like oh my god this is the way and i think that comes back to what we said um in our sort of like criticisms of the left episode where you're talking about like one of the biggest letdowns of progressives is their inability to celebrate slow progress yeah and like like literally when joe biden won the u.s election i was like I had like a three-day mental holiday, mm-hmm. right? And some people were like, that is not how we should live. That didn't make any sense. I wasn't English. <laughs> <laughs> that is not how we should live. We should be critiquing him as hard as we critique Trump. Blah, blah, blah. Like, Absolutely. You know what? Absolutely we should. And mm-hmm. guess what? I haven't been. When Trump was in. I'm just not thinking about I him was, anymore. And that's, t- and that's a total fault, right? That we're like, what good it? to go. <laughs> it's kind of like, Bye. it's like on a, like a st- I, I imagine a stovetop. Mm-hmm. And different pots are boiling over. Yeah. When Trump was out and Biden came in, I was like, that Simmer. pot's fine. Yep. I'm going to now look to the next one that's on fucking fire, and that is Australia, right? Exactly. And in comparison, yeah. back, you know, a few years ago, it was just like, well, Scott Morrison, don't like him, but at least he's not Trump. Yes. And now it's like, oh, my God, we don't have to worry about America anymore. He was so lucky that he flew under the radar for so long, like a six-month period when that election was coming up and blam, mm-hmm. blam, blam. Um, and the thing is, like, I understand that, you know, you should critique Biden as hard as you critique Trump and, like, look at these things. But critique media in Australia, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm going to be able to do there. So I'm, like, not going to, you know, lose sleep over it mm-hmm. for now. I think Biden, much better option. And I am 
happy and able to have him win and me go, oh, I can have peace at least until January when that turnover happens. You know, it's like that's a really good feeling. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to celebrate that because no matter what anyone says to me, there is a huge difference between Donald Trump and Joe Biden in presidency. Yeah. Right. Move on. Now I go to my next big issue, right? I think what's happening right now and what's important and what could change and what way could it go? But you're right. I'm not like, like I try my best not to be angry every second of this fucking day. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think that I'm reaching for the stars by saying like, I'd like to go to sleep at night without feeling like the weight of my world, of the world on my shoulders. Yeah. I completely agree with you. And I think that you are only running towards burnout and towards like an inability to have any energy to protest or rally or, or, or promote any cause or issue if you treat yourself like that. Exactly. And for me personally, and um, I don't want to project this onto anyone else, but this is my true personal feelings, is when I get to the point where I'm like angry or upset even, usually angry, um, about everything, I'm not being particularly useful for the cause yeah. and that bothers me more. Like I would much rather be able to like put my anger aside and be able to do something active that um, is like pushing for it in the right direction. I'd Reductive. much rather have the energy for that and be like slightly less angry. Yeah. So I think that most people will agree that the biggest issue facing our world slash our society right now is climate change. Yes. And the problem with climate change is because no one's fucking doing anything about it and it, it literally ends in extinction of the earth. Yeah. So it's that's the that's big a one. hard one. I would say that's the big one, <laughs> personally. <laughs> Out of all of them on the list, I would say, oh, yeah, that's number one because I can't fight for anything if we don't exist. Exactly. I remember saying to someone not like last year maybe, I was like, you know what? It's getting really hard to fight for women's rights because they're, who cares if you're a feminist if the planet's going to die? And I still do stand by that. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. I would um, stand by that too. It's pretty sound logic. Yes, exactly. Sorry for the like weird mouth noise I just did. Um, so I think that that's one where it's like we're not seeing any progress and it is really hard to be like – it's really hard to find happiness in that. And it is a very easy one to get like tied up in and to spiral on because it's like literally death. Planet dies – we all die. But I don't understand how anyone quantifies that in their mind. Like Scott Morrison and Barnaby Joyce are sitting around. They either just don't believe the science, then they don't think any of it's going to happen, right? Or they're like, I'm going to be dead, so who cares? Or are they like, it's not our responsibility? If they think it's not our responsibility because all they're thinking about is winning an election and they think that by taking a strong stance towards climate action, they're going to alienate their voters. And do they just think, well, if China and America aren't doing what we're doing, like it doesn't... I don't think they think any of that. Do they think we're just not a contributor? Like you just think, I think it's about they... the election? Yeah, it's about the election. But that is so, like... It's really fucked up. At the end of the day, right, and this is... Maybe I'm being naive here. I believe these people are intelligent. Is that, is that stupid of me? <laughs> like I believe I know... that most politicians have a, a career... Queen... I be- One of our politicians this week oh, said, no, said the solar panel thing. show me a solar, solar panel, panel that, that works, works in, in the, the dark. dark. He is it. a former electrician. I think they said these things. Like, some, like I believe that Barnaby you think Joyce they just said, and Scott Morrison Do you think he brain. just said that? Because a lot of people said he just said that. To dramatise the situation. Do you think he – does he not care that he's making himself look like a fucking idiot? I mean, Anyways, it's not the most thing. men don't think they look like fucking idiots. 
you know to what be, I mean? Oh, to be a middle-aged white man. Yeah, but they don't think. Like, I think that Barnaby Joyce and Scott Morrison have a brain each. I think they do. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm like, what? Like, there is capacity here for some complex thought. Is there? I think in order to be as calculated as absent as in denialism, they have to know enough to know what to do. Even Barnaby? I think Barnaby is actually smarter than we think. Hmm. I really don't know because a lot of it's like political theatre and spin and like but that's what I getting mean. in the media. But I think that having those skills means there's something. Up there. Yeah. I think there, I think these people are more capable than we give them credit for and that's why when we like degrade their thoughts to a certain point I'm like I just don't know if that's I don't know if that's fair because I actually think that it's worse if they know and they're not doing anything I think they definitely know this is what I'm saying yeah like when we say like oh they just think it's not my responsibility and it's like they're looking for the next election but I think that because it's a particular evil to me because I think they do know yeah and they do know what the right path is yeah so if they're denying the science I think they're fucking idiots right Mm -hmm. But it's not that. I, I don't think, think so because otherwise we would never have got the pamphlet if they were denying the science. I don't think Scott is, but I think the Nats are. I think there are definitely climate change deniers in the Nats, but I don't know that Barnaby's one of them. No, I think that Barnaby just thinks that the burden of climate action will lie with regional and rural Australians. Yeah, which, like, the Farmers' Coalition wants net zero by 2050. So. So. So check your facts, Barnaby. They've come out and said that the farmers are not their voter base. Oh, my God. What? (laughs) What? I mean, I guess, like, what it comes down to is, like, when we think of politicians and we think of ourselves and how we act and how we make choices and all these different things, right, like, I think I'm probably fundamentally less happy than a conservative because I see so much of what we could be doing that we're not and seeing the absence of change when I know what we could have done by now is really hurtful. And the thing is, is that I also feel like I can't help feeling that I'm like deeply unhappy that I know things are going to go really wrong in our lifetime because of decisions that are being made now. And like, that's really hard to escape that like niggling feeling. Doom, niggling and impending doom. I feel like, I don't know. I think I'm quite a happy person And I would much rather be cognizant of the issues uh, because I feel like I'm in a position where I have the power to, like, make some change. Mm. And I wouldn't trade that for anything. Like, some days I'm like, wow, ignorance, that must be so peaceful. Like, what a life you must lead. (laughs) Like, just reading something and thinking, oh, I'm going to move about my day. Yeah. But, like... I can't be at work or I can't be doing something without thinking about these things. Mm-hmm. Like I'm eating dinner. I'm fucking thinking about these things. Yeah. Like I just, it doesn't really leave. Uh, but I would just much rather, the other thing is like, I always wonder like how much of it truly is ignorance and how much of is it is like just ignoring, like actively ignoring and like skirting around the issues and like making sure that they don't affect you. And I would never want to live that life. Like I just think that's horrible horrible and so for me when I think about like ignorance is bliss and I think about conservatives I just think in this day and age there's no excuse not to know this stuff for the most part like and there's lots of people who don't have but in in Australia there is a very few people who have who actually genuinely may not have come into contact with the very serious issues that we're facing in this country and in the world particularly in you know climate change is not just in Australia um and I just think that 
ignoring those issues and pretending they don't exist and you know worrying about your fucking franking credits or whatever like that's just not acceptable to yeah. me like I, it's not it's not like oh i didn't know it's like you don't want to know and you don't want to think about it and i just would much rather be like a bit angry <laughs> yeah or very angry than be someone who's just like ha indifferent or yeah. worse ignorant exactly Ugh, i feel sick <laughs> um self-care <laughs> i think i don't know i just want to like we always say this let's end on a high note let's end on a positive what is it i just i don't know i just think that like i don't know like my sister would say i'm being such a capitalist for the thing that i said about how like if i'm too angry or too sad i'm being useless um that's a personal thought but i think that um I like that if you do believe that if you do believe that there is something you can do to contribute, um, I think that can make you happier because it can give you like hope and purpose and fulfill you. Um, and like, honestly, like there is no better feeling than being at a rally, honestly. Absolutely. And or like protest. the best conversations I have with people, I think are about political issues. Yeah. And like when we agree and when we talk about it, it's just like this feeling that I'm just like, oh, I know, I'm in, I know what I'm doing. Like I, I feel so validated and like fulfilled in those conversations and yeah. like saying like, how fucked is this? Or did you see this on the news? And actually having like a complex conversation with someone where they're like, oh no, I completely agree. And I thought this and this and this and like learning from that experience and having those discussions. I'm like, wow, that even though it's, a shit state of the world I feel like empowered by that yes and I feel like empowered being in those spaces I yep. love being in the room and like being thinking these people know so much more than me like yes. it's such a good feeling and I know I'm in the right place yeah and I know I'm in the, I'm like doing exactly what I should and want to be doing also in times of um and I know this is you know maybe you maybe people would disagree with me but in times of like political turmoil and someone like Scott Morrison being in charge of the country like the incredible changes that people can yeah. make um and like how people come together is like is very important it's very powerful um and those like that kind of those kind of changes often do not happen if we have um, a government that aligns with us more so that's kind of like um when people say like they're winning yeah. It's like, well, if Labour was in, like, sometimes we take our foot off the pedal. Mm. I think everyone does, right? Exactly. So if Labour was the government that was in, like, we think, oh, it's okay because it's better. It's not perfect. It's not even yeah. close to perfect, but it's better. So oh, we'll just – and then the Conservatives become stronger because they're losing, like, in yeah. inverted commas. Like, do you get what I mean? Like, it's yeah. really interesting to see how you flip the coin and whoever's in power makes the other side feel like they've lost something. Exactly. And it just – it makes that movement rise. Yeah. Um, and just, like – before we finish, um, do you watch The Good Fight? No. So The Good Fight is a um, spin-off seri TV series from The Good Wife. Have you heard of that? No. Anyway, it's on Stan. The Good Fight is on Stan. And basically there's this, like, one episode that has the main protagonist. Um, she's a woman. She's a lawyer in, a, like, a high-up position. And she's very political, progressive, and she, like, gets a concussion and she has this, like, dream where it's an alternate reality and Hillary won the election, beat Trump, and, like, um, the Me Too movement didn't happen and all of these, like, progressive movements that were born from Trump being, like, yeah. a complete fucking misogynistic piece of shit did not happen. And um, basically it, the, the vibe was, like, 
this is fiction obviously the vibe was like oh she can do no wrong because she's a woman and she's like perfect and like we can't say anything bad about her because she's a woman she's done it so it's just i mean again i know it's it's fake um but it is an interesting interesting. thought yeah because the me too movement did come out of grabbing by the pussy like the the Me Too movement and subsequent movements would never have had the explosion and the rise that they did if it weren't for Trump. Yeah. So, you know, there's always positives and horrible things happening. You just have to look for the positives. Fascinating. That's really got me in a spin now. How interesting. I know. Thanks, Trump. Thank you. <laughs> If you didn't find us completely insufferable, come back next Wednesday for a new episode. You can also find us on Instagram at Cheek Media Co. or online at cheekmedia.com.au. Yes, that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs>